Thank you for joining Paranormal Poor. I'm Nia. I'm Nani. And today we're telling some spooky stories while sipping, sipping some spirits. spirits. <laughs> so tell us about what you're sipping today, Nani. So today I have a vanilla bean espresso flavored rum from Bering. It is actually distilled and bottled here in Florida in Fernandina Beach which, if I'm not mistaken, is over near St. Petersburg, which is on the west coast of Florida. It is on the lower end as far as ABV goes at 36%, so it's bordering almost on a liqueur, but I haven't actually tried it yet. So as far as flavor profiles, we're going to have to see how that is. But I saw vanilla bean, espresso, coffee. I said, here we go. I'm, I'm buying this bottle. <laughs> and yeah. I had things to say about Marlin and Barrel, so I'm excited to try it. What about you? What are you having today? Today I'm having something a little bit different. I'm doing the Balvenie Scotch Whiskey Aged in Caribbean Casks. So not a rum. This is going to be a single malt Scotch Whiskey. It says extra matured in rum cask age 14. So there's very heavy supposedly vanilla notes while adding, adding a spicy aromatic qualities to the whiskey. As far as the nose, it says uh, rich, sweet, creamy toffee with fresh fruity notes. The taste says rounded with vanilla, sweet oak, and fruitiness, and the finish should be warm, soft, and lingering. Super excited. I'm trying to see if they disclose whose Caribbean casks they oh, use. Yeah. Unless they switch it up. You know, maybe it's not something that's consistent. Yeah, which makes me kind of sad that they don't disclose because one of my favorite whiskeys is Angel's Envy and they used to age them in Plantations Caribbean casks. But since Bacardi bought out um, Angel's Envy, they switched the Caribbean cast to the Bacardi 8, I think. Mm -hmm. And we'll have to see because well, I have to buy another bottle and maybe do a comparison one of these days. Ready for the pop? Yep. I'll let you do yours first. Oh, shoot. I know mine's really stuck too. Okay, here I go. Mine's very stuck. Hold on. Is it glued in? <laughs> oh my god. Oh, first blooper. Can't open my bottle for... Here, you try it. See if I'm crazy. I'm like, I'm... I was like, is it a twist off? Is I can see the cork, but it is really stuck in there. Holy shite. I'm like, is it glued? I remembered to take the plastic off. You see, right? It's not it's not me. And the funny thing is, is I was gonna open the bottle to smell it before we started, and I probably should have, but I was like, no no no, I wanna record the pop, but <laughs> some technical difficulties here. Stand by, people. Stand by. This is this is the hardest bottle. You guys don't understand. I swear it's like super glued shut or something. I'm not sure what's going on. Okay, I'll be right back. Gonna get some <laughs> tools, I guess. <laughs> technical difficulties. We're ready for the pop now. Yeah. Oh, oh, that was a sexy pop. All right, let's smell this. Oh, that smells good. Smell that. This is very cloudy. There's not much information on there, that's why. It smells like espresso. It does, yeah. but for some reason I'm getting like 
raspberry notes. Really? Yeah. Hmm. Interesting. And it does have a batch number. It's batch number sixty-three. Mm-hmm. And there's a this uh, master distiller signature, which is really cool. Yeah. All right. This is gonna be great to compare because I have had Marlin and Barrel, but uh, I had uh, a sample sent to me by the River Pirate, who reviews rum on YouTube dressed as a pirate. He's yes. a great friend. And Shout out to River Pirate Jason. Yeah, he sent me a sample of their overproof white rum and it was phenomenal. Actually I think he sent me a couple samples. It is well, very cloudy. Yeah. Very cloudy. Cheers. Cheers. That is very sweet, which we were anticipating. It almost tastes like an espresso martini. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, if you want to try it. It's, yeah, it's it, I, it's a really great flavor. It doesn't need anything else, but you could probably use it to make other coffee-based taste um, cocktails. That's really good, though. It, literally, it's like an espresso martini in a glass. Yeah, mine I thought it was going to be sweeter, so I'm assuming the, um, the rum cast that they finished this whiskey in were not wet mm. because there's still quite a flavor of scotch whiskey in there. Yeah. I was hoping it was going to be a little bit sweeter. But it's very smooth. This one is 43. So it's not that hot. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's like mine. Mine's a 36, so. All right, let's get to the spooky spirits portion of our programming today. Yeah. <laughs> so Nani, you're going to start today, right? I'm going to start my stories. It's from when I was a little older than last time. I was probably about 12 or 13. And we had just moved into this house. My parents had just split up. So it was just my mom, myself, and my brothers. We moved into this smaller house <clears throat> until we could find something a little more permanent small like just you know nothing crazy nothing special just a tiny little house but the house isn't the story it's what was across the street there was a cemetery across the street <laughs> and you know what better way to start a good ghost story than with a cemetery <laughs> it's like your mom though sure knows how to pick the houses right? huh? <laughs> maybe she had maybe she's a sensitive for that kind of stuff and just didn't realize it and dead spirits have been calling to her all her life maybe i'm sure i'll have to talk to her i'm sure she has some good stories um so i it, it's one of those old school cemeteries so again i'm from new england so very colonial buildings very 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 old buildings and this part i'm from cape cod this part of town was right on the edge of like the historic district versus so very old buildings and it's one of those cemeteries that had like what looked like an old church next to it, like really classic white, smaller colonial building with a little steeple and like the white shingling, like just very classic. You picture church next to cemetery, it's your stereotypical building. And, <clears throat> excuse me, and I'm pretty sure it wasn't running anymore because the windows were all boarded up. It just looked very like dilapidated and you know, not taken care of and abandoned so I'm pretty sure it wasn't running anymore 
So there was one night, me and a friend of mine were just sitting out in the front yard, like on a blanket, just, you know, it's summer on Cape Cod. That's what you do. You hang outside because winters are very long there. So when there's a good summer night, you're outside. So we were hanging out outside in the front yard, just tell each other spooky stories because clearly I've been doing this for decades. (laughs) (laughs) And we're sitting there and we're sitting in the dark. Again, it's nighttime and we're talking and I swear I see like this like white kind of mistish. It wasn't a full bodied apparition, but it had like a humanoid silhouette type of shape to it. Just kind of like walking through the tombstones. And then I was just like, I kind of just brushed it off, like, okay, I'm seeing things. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, whatever. So Especially because especially you were in the dark, you're like, oh my god. Yeah, gosh. exactly. So I was like, it's just lights, you know, playing tricks on me. Um, I just kind of brushed it off, and she and I kept hanging out, kept talking, whatever. And then at one point, um, she's like, what is that? I'm, again, full body chills. <laughs> <laughs> Um, because it's like it brings back the memory of that yeah, feeling, of so you course. remember how you felt in that moment. Yeah. She's like, "What is that?" I said, "What?" And then she pointed over to the church. She's like, "I thought that building was abandoned." I was like, "It is. Like everything's boarded up. You know, you can't really get in there. The doors are boarded up. The windows are boarded up." And uh, I was like, "It is." And she like points over there, and in one of the windows, the boards were they weren't like perfectly. They were kind of like a so you could kind of peek in and yeah. see a little bit into the building if yeah. it were daytime or if there was lighting. And within that, you could see like a very faint kind of light where almost as if like a candle or a lantern or some kind of, it wasn't like a bright light. It wasn't like somebody flicked on a light switch. It was a very faint light coming from inside the building. <clears throat> and we just kind of like got a little closer to, because again, this is right across the street. It's not like I'm looking, you know, hundreds of yards down the way. This is less than a football field away from my house. And we're, we're like, we walked closer and we were like, what? And then literally we were at the edge of the cemetery and the church. It was like right there. And we're like looking at it and we see what looks like a silhouette of a person as if they're sitting on like a, what would be, I guess, a church pew. And it looked like they had something in their hand, like they were looking at something. And they were like just like going like this, like rocking back and forth. That's so crazy. And there were no discernible features. Like I couldn't tell you if it was a man or a woman. Or yeah, it was plus like you were a, lo- yeah, plus you're looking through the boards. Right, through the boards. With it's a little, little bit of light. Dim light. So it was just the... Cre- and we were like, and we're going back inside now. <laughs> <laughs> So after that night, I was always so afraid to like look over there because I didn't want to see anything. Yeah. Because I have a very, very photographic memory. If I see something, it's going to be implanted in my brain. So I didn't want to see something and then have that memory be stuck there. If yeah. I'm seeing anything potentially, I don't know, maybe demonic or just scary or whatever. Because I mean, yeah, I was like 12, 13, so I was a little bit on the older side, but still... Nobody wants to have those kinds of images haunting their brain. So, yeah, that for me, I remember that night very well. I'll never forget just, like, the rocking. Like, it looked like they were holding a book or something, you know? And they were just going like this, just just rocking back and forth, looking down. I guess, like, if you were to envision maybe something, like, what a a parishioner would be doing at a church, if there was, like, a hymn playing or, you know, something like that. So maybe it was something more on the residual side. Yeah. But, I don't know, just all of it between the misty figure that I saw walking through the graves and, like, going through the tombstones 
to start with. And then to see that afterwards was like, <laughs> what did your friend say? I think she was a little more skeptical than I was. She's probably like, oh, somebody just broke in there yeah. and is like, you know, messing around or whatever. And I'm like, bro, I, I kind of just like was, okay, yeah, that's what's happening, you know, and then just, like, we kind of didn't really talk about it anymore. Um, but I think the fact that we were already talking about like spooky stuff and scary stuff and things like that and telling each other scares that we actually had, if I'm not mistaken, she had one and I had one. I think I still have this book till this day. It's like scariest stories of Cape Cod or something like that, that we were like reading them from stories from oh, like shoot. historic hauntings. Okay. And so we were already like in that mindset of like wanting to be scared, yeah. so to speak. Um, so some people will probably be like, oh, your mind created it or, you know, like you were seeing things like, yeah. But the thing is, it wasn't like we were looking to see something. We were literally just two young girls hanging out outside. And you had two instances of very different right. scenarios. Exactly. And I didn't even tell her about the first one. And go figure, it's like years later we were talking about it. And she was like, yeah, I saw it too, talking about the misty oh, the figure. Oh, the Yeah, because at that night I didn't. I never mentioned it. Yeah. And I saw it and I was like, that's like nothing. I'm not going to even bring it up. But years later, I come to find out she saw it too. And I'm just like, okay. okay. Not crazy. <laughs> Not crazy. But yeah, so that was my story. What about you? What do you have for us today? So I have the story about why I don't play with the Ouija or Ouija board. Mm-hmm. And it's a story that my mom told me when I was younger. My parents used to be the biggest fans of horror movies and everything. Um, when they were first dating or first married, but they said they stopped. (coughs) Okay, back. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) But they said they stopped watching horror movies because they had me. Um, And the whole poltergeist movies came along, and remember the, the little girl was the one that was getting... Okay. Okay. Uh-huh. And the little girl was the one that was like getting really affected, especially mm-hmm. the kids. Like even in the in the newer movies, even the little kid gets like If I'm not mistaken, the girl from the original Poltergeist movies eventually fell really ill and passed away. Oh yeah. If you ever I think there's a documentary <laughs> about all the crazy stories that they have with that movie, The Exorcist and the Couple. Yeah. Yeah, there was like a couple people that died that oh, that were a bunch of people that were that in that movie. Well, look between, it up. Yeah, between cast and staffing, there was a t- and if I'm not mistaken too, Poltergeist specifically, it wasn't the first one. I want to say it was the second or third one. There's a scene where there's bones that are, you know, yes. in the cavern. and I know exactly what you're going to talk about. And that it's real bones. They yeah. thought it was, like, stage, you know, fake, you know, movie set stuff, but it was real human yeah. remains. Yeah, it was, they had used real cadavers, which is yeah. horrible. Anywho. But anyway, they stopped watching movies, mm-hmm. scary movies, after that, but... My dad still watches a lot of horror movies, but my mom specifically told me because we had, I had been watching like, I don't know, scary movies or whatnot. And I was asking my mom what her scariest story was. And she said that during the summer, they would go to this farm that was kind of out of the way that my grandfather owned. 
and they went as a group, like the whole family. But the house was really old. It was all like a wooden house. And they had decided one night with all the kids and, and the like basically my grandparents, their friends and their kids. Like it was like a bunch of people and they were playing the Ouija board. They were playing the Ouija board and my mom said that the first night nothing happened. Um, there was a couple of movements on the board, but nothing crazy. Can we pause right there? The fact that it's called playing with because it's sold as a game in children's toy section. Like yeah. you see Monopoly, you see Sorry, you and see, then you see Ouija, and then you see Ouija. Like, and it, I, if I'm not mistaken, on the box it even says for ages eight and up, bro. What are y'all doing? Like. <laughs> What? Let's play and invoke some the whatever fact, yeah, comes through. The fact through. that it's even something so serious and so, like, can be so effective as far as, like, can affect your life and stuff like that is sold as a child's toy to be, quote-unquote, played with. Yeah, it's insane. It's so disturbing to yeah. me. And growing up, we were never allowed. It was never, it was like, that's not a toy. And my mom would get so mad. And I've never even seen one in, like, real life. Like, I've never touched a Ouija board because my mom put the fear of God in us about (laughs) even going anywhere near a Ouija board. Like, obviously, I've seen them in stores and stuff like that, but to actually have the planchette and a board in front of me, never have and probably never will because I'm not trying to mess around with that. (laughs) Yeah, that definitely scares me, but this story with my mom really terrified me. So Mm -hmm. the second night, they said that... um, that a name came through the board like spelling and my mom said that the main people holding the planchette were my mom her her aunt my grandma and another one of the moms that was there some of the boys were playing outside and apparently this house had like a wraparound porch mm-hmm. um typical farmhouse yeah typical farmhouse and everything but they were playing and my mom said that the second night the name came through and it was the and it said like captain something something and now i don't remember the name Mm -hmm. but it was like i'm sure she remembers it (laughs) yeah i have to ask her i was gonna ask her but she's been so busy and just to remind me of the story before i told it but i'm just gonna tell it and add any details next time we talk yeah but it was captain something something and that he had died in some kind of like freak accident i don't know if it was like a car or something like that and he was showing up so then they said goodbye whatever well the next night they before they even start playing she said that basically to hold the old wooden doors they had these big i'm sure everybody has seen them they're like big vats of plastic where you maybe put like horse feed Mm -hmm. or you put something well they were putting the laundry in there so they would do everybody's laundry at once okay so they were filling these big big plastic vats to hold the doors and put them by the doors also because she's like oh if not the kids would leave like laundry everywhere yeah. yeah so she said that they were so when they were full they were so heavy that they had to get the farm workers to move them outside so the so the ladies could wash the clothes Mm -hmm. well the third night she said that they were gonna sit down and start playing again and that immediately one of those vats like the door 
they don't know what happened first, but it was something like either the vat moved and the door closed or the or the door got pushed and the vat got moved, like slided out into yeah. like the main living area. So that happened as they were going to, before they even started playing, which was insane. Mm-hmm. So they're like, oh, okay, maybe it was wind or something. Yeah. Uh, moving a over 150 pound plastic right, bag right. full of mm-hmm. laundry. Yeah. The wind. Anyway, dumb, very dumb. <laughs> so they start playing again. And my mom said that they started playing and apparently this captain showed up again and then the the lanterns because they legit had like gas lanterns Mm -hmm. the lanterns were like flickering and then they decided okay this is getting way too spooky let's just stop playing Mm -hmm. we're not gonna do this anymore well apparently that night when they woke up her aunt I don't know why but she woke up and all her pajamas when she came out she she seemed she said she seemed very disoriented when she woke up the next morning but that all her pajamas were ripped okay. to shreds damn but like was there any marks on her body no but like my mom said that when she came out it's like i know it's so freaking creepy but she said that she basically felt like she had been drugged or something when she woke up and that all her like the bottom of her pajamas Mm -hmm. because she said she had like pants and like a a top top, Mm -hmm. at the bottom of her shirt was all ripped Mm -hmm. like all over like the pants and stuff were like ripped does your mom remember like how old she was herself not your own oh my mom was probably i think she said she was like 10 or 11 or something like that Mm -hmm. she was very very young but the other thing she told me, well, th- that's why she's like, don't mess around with these things. Like, something will come in and, and they don't go away. So, like, apparently after my, her aunt woke up like that, they, like, they stopped playing. They burned the Ouija board or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then they threw it in the river, whatever, the ashes <laughs> or something like that, she said. But that ever since they played, that house was very very spooky i'll tell some other stories that my grandfather had in that house Mm -hmm. um and he told me a couple times but basically that's why i don't play the ouija board yeah it's no joke i don't know how or who had the marketing idea of selling it as a toy I don't know if you know any of the origins, but that yes. to me is nuts. Yeah, so during, I think as the Victorian era in the United States, the cult became very popular. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're familiar with the Winchester Mystery House, mm-hmm. that era, everybody was very into the cult mm-hmm. and yeah. doing seances and stuff yeah, like that. And because spiritualism. I, and spiritualism. Mm-hmm. So during that period is when they created the Ouija board because... Mm-hmm. They wanted it to basically be accessible to everybody to do seances because it was so common. (laughs) Yeah. No, I know, but but this is my thing. Why would my grandma allow my mom mom, that young to play? That's why I asked how old your mom was. Yeah, she was like before her teens. It was crazy. Yeah, that's what. That's why I don't get who had the idea. I understand like that it came out that long ago because, like you said, it was huge in the country. Spiritualism, occultism, all that. 
but who was like, oh, this is just a toy. Hasbro. Here's, here's children. Like, I'm almost wondering if that was the skeptic's answer to the occult and spiritualism. As if to say, like, see, this isn't real. Like, we're going to sell it to kids. It's just a toy. It's not real kind of... You know what I mean? Like, am I making sense? Yeah. Just to kind of, like, play it off, like, it doesn't exist. Like, this is how much it's a joke, whatever. Like, we're literally going to sell it as a toy. I wonder if that was the thought process behind it. Yeah. To kind of play it off, like, it's not real. You know, they're just making a mockery of it kind of a thing. I'll have to look into that because I'm very curious. And I just remembered something that just gave me, like, the full body chills. The first time I watched The Exorcist, Mm -hmm. I remember Reagan was playing in the basement and the name that came through on the Ouija board was Captain Howdy. Oh. And as soon as I thought of that, I was like, (laughs) I gotta call you. So, funny thing about The Exorcist is... That's one of the... My mom also, like, I grew up loving horror and that kind of movie because my mom likes it as well. Yeah. So, um, that's one movie, though, I was never allowed to watch. I could watch other movies. I could watch Poltergeist. I could watch... I was not allowed to watch The Exorcist. That wouldn't... So, how old were you when you first watched it? Well, that's the thing. I was, I don't know, maybe in my 20s, and it came on TV, and I was like, oh, I'm an adult now. I can watch this movie if I want. I don't have anybody telling me no. Yeah. <laughs> and I put it on. It was already like, it wasn't the beginning of the movie, but it wasn't halfway through. It, to my knowledge, I, I don't know. But it wasn't the very beginning of the movie. So I turned it on. And I was like, oh, let's see what all the hype is about. <laughs> when I tell you I turned on the movie, it wasn't even on some scary scene. It was on some scene where somebody's on a bus or something like that. I want maybe the priest. I don't know. It's somebody's on a bus going somewhere or maybe it was a train. That's, I literally had the movie on when I tell you for maybe five minutes, not even. And this like rush of a feeling came over me. I could not watch the movie. I couldn't watch it. That's crazy. Like something just felt so bad and so I don't want to say evil because it wasn't, it, was, it just didn't feel good. I literally got this feeling that like came over me that was like, turn this off right now. Maybe it was like psychological from my mom instilling the fear in me as a child to not watch it. Yeah. I don't know, but it was just like, I literally, like it wasn't even a scary scene or anything. And I just got this feeling of like, not good. Like this is bad. Turn it off. And yeah. I literally changed the channel immediately. So that movie, I have literally never watched it. What? Yeah. I've oh, we're met, gonna have to I've, watch it together I've for like sure. Other Exorcist movies. Yeah. You know, probably every other Exorcist movie I've yeah. watched, no problem. But that one specifically, I don't know if it's because there is so much stigma behind that movie, yeah, or because it was one of the first major Hollywood blockbuster you know, demonic possession type movies or I don't know what it is, but literally five minutes in, I was like, nope, clip, can't watch it. I don't know. It just got such a bad vibe. Well, depending on the scene, my understanding is that movie is so well made Mm -hmm. that you won't even hear it, but at a different decibel, they push sounds of lions roaring and bees buzzing. Oh yeah, I've heard that there's movies that like cause like, 
brain waves to have certain effects yeah. and stuff like that. I think that's so. I don't know this. With, um, I don't know the scene that you were watching, but I know that movie was genius in doing those kinds of things. Yeah. Or the other thing, I I don't know if you've because I've done like deep dives into this stuff. Mm -hmm. Is the other thing is they flash imagery mm -hmm. in the background. Yeah, of like demonic demonic faces unless yeah. you like literally stop at the right spot yeah, it's very subliminal and the thing is i also have a very interesting photographic memory so mm -hmm. like ken he was sending me still images of where the demonic faces come up mm -hmm. and i've literally not been able to get rid of it it's yeah. so freaky because it's yeah. like in parts that you don't notice until you notice and then you can't unsee it i see it <laughs> yeah it's horrible <laughs> Yeah, I know, I know, Exorcist, I want to say Poltergeist did the same thing. I don't know if it was Poltergeist, I read about it not that long ago, so I want to say it was a more recent movie, maybe like Paranormal Activity or something like that, um, where they, they did something with the sounds where it was literally making people sick. Like, n not, obviously not like terminally ill, but it was making them want to throw up, it was making them nauseated, it was making them get headaches and dizzy. That's crazy. Just from watching the movie. Yeah, because they're pumping through something in the background. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so it's crazy that they do that. But I guess, I mean, if you're that type of engineer or whatever in Hollywood and you want to have that ultimate scare factor and get that, that word out that like, oh my god, it was so scary, it made me sick or, you know, it made me feel some type of way... It's really kind of diabolically genius to do that it is. in a movie. Yeah. Because then you're already preemptively inserting this fear into people who haven't seen it yet via the people who have. And it's not even that anything within the movie itself is inherently scary. Yeah. It's just that feeling that yeah. you get. And you don't know why you're getting this weird it's achy like, It's feeling. definitely psychological. Put in the comments down below if you know what we're talking about. Yeah. Because it's freaking, it's crazy. Yeah. But it's like I said, with the exorcist, it's like I said, it wasn't a scary scene. It wasn't anything dramatic. It was literally, I, I, I don't even remember because I literally put it out of my mind so far. I want to say it was like the priest was getting on a bus or a train or something. Yeah, but that's when somewhere. he, I think that's when he has, um, I, I don't know if it's a vision or he has a, a like he dozes off and daydreams about his dead mom mm -hmm. asking him for help. That, I didn't even get that far. Literally, I saw nothing scary. Yeah. It was just a vibe that I felt. Like, there was no terror that came through. There was no, like, girl is possessed vomiting with her head spinning around or yeah. anything like that. It was literally just nothing was happening in the movie. And I was just like, I need to turn this off. And I thought it was the weirdest thing because I said, why am I feeling this way when nothing's even remotely happened? I'm in the middle of the movie... You know what I mean? Like, I didn't have a, a build-up to this moment where I'm like, oh my god, I need to turn this off yeah. because I know something's going to happen. Yeah. I literally flipped it on. It's probably your mom like, being there like... Yeah, my mom's like on my shoulder like, turn this off. Yeah. But mind you, I'm in my 20s at this point. It's like... I, but I don't know. It could, it could very much be my mom. It could just be a feeling... The hype. I, it could be the hype. It could be... Again, I'm a little bit sensitive and maybe that movie just touches a little too much into that, you know, into that world. I don't know. But like I said, I've seen other exorcist movies, no problem. And it doesn't affect me. But like that, that one is so... And, and I remember seeing the original version. Mm -hmm. And then when they released the, like, uncut. Mm. The uncut, unrated. Mm -hmm. Where there's a lot of scenes that they removed from the original movies. And it's insane. Once yeah. you watch the full version, mm -hmm. like, 
it's really bad. Like, yeah, where she's like essaying herself with a cross and stuff like that. Yeah, that they removed like crazy stuff, or like she's coming down, um, down the stairs, but backwards. They removed that from the original movie. Oh, like some okay. really intense, intense scenes. So I guess we'll have to watch it. She might have to tie me down to a chair to see this. But <laughs> <laughs> well, it's daylight. Maybe we'll watch it today. <laughs> But I, I watched the new one, and I have to say, I think they kind of used a lot of psychological auditory triggers mm. in, in the new movie. Mm-hmm. But it was lacking because um, they worked on developing the story a little bit too much. Oh, so it was a little... But you'll see. You'll a see. little slow, like a slower burn. Yeah, and they developed way too much, like, the backstory of the two girls and... It's like, we don't need a backstory. We know that these two girls go out and get possessed. We need to see the main yeah. situation. Like, is there a reason they were selected? I haven't seen the movie, and I don't need, like, spoilers or yeah. anything, but is there a reason that those... Like, does their backstory lead to why these two were picked to be possessed? No. Oh, exactly. So, unless it was like, oh, their ancestors were witches or, you know, possessed or anything like that, where it's like... No, but there's... You'll see. It's... It was, at the end, it was like, it ended really lighthearted, which was also kind of shocking to me. Like, it ended in like, oh, okay, that was a nice... That happened. No, it was like a nice ending, like a nice ending. Like, you felt like, oh, that was nice. Like a nice ending, like a happy ending-ish. Yeah. So, it was really weird. But talking about possession movies, now we're going on a tangent about possession movies. Going down the rabbit hole. Have you seen Talk to Me? Is that the one that we watched? No. What is Talk to Me? No, no, no. Um, Talk to Me. It's a it's a pretty brand new it movie. It's kind of filmed to me. It kind of looks like an independent film, but it's not. But it's a lot of Australian and New Zealand yeah, actors. Yeah, we watched that one. Did we? With the hand? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <gasps> that was so yeah. good. That was really good. I like it when. The movie takes a direction that you're Wait, not expecting. Spoiler alerts. You, no, oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> when it takes a direction you're not expecting. Oh yeah. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I I am I find movies these days to be so freaking predictable. And I'm like, I already know what's gonna happen. So yeah. This person's gonna die or that person's gonna do this or this is what's gonna happen. I didn't see that with this one. And the I, other some su- scenes, you know, but Yeah, and this the really surprising part is like it's so perfectly well made that you do have scenes or times in the movie where it lets your guard down mm-hmm. and you're like laughing about possession, which is yeah. the most crazy part. But it yeah. does become like a fun. Yeah, it's the whole thing with the Ouija. It's essentially the same concept. Yeah. Right? It's like they make it into a game. Yeah, and then it like yeah. goes too far. <laughs> Takes but a yeah, turn. It's really. Goes dark real quick. <laughs> yeah, like the next scene is like horrible. But yeah. You're like, oh, oh, okay. I was just laughing a second ago, but yeah, yeah, yeah. That was a good one. That was a good one. I, I mean, it, it is Australian, so I didn't really recognize any of the people in it. But it was a younger cast. I think they're all teenagers for the most part. Pretty much. And great acting. Great acting. Great acting for such. Because I usually have my bar very low for child actors, because you're a child. What do you know? You're yeah. you're new in the industry, you know. But they were actually very. Very good actors. I I enjoyed that movie. I don't know if I necessarily got like the 
to scare adrenaline, but it was, I, I liked the unknown of it all. Like, where is this going to go? Yeah. Like, how is this going to end? You yeah. don't know. So I liked that. I liked that aspect of it. So that's on Netflix, if I'm not mistaken. No, I, no, I don't think it was. I think it was on another streaming thing. Yeah, I'm not sure. But, yeah. Talk to me. If you guys have any of your own scary stories oh, to share. Oh, it's actually 2022. So it's newer, yeah. Oh, released the July of 2023. Oh, okay. In the U.S. So it was released oh, okay. in 2022. Probably in Australia or abroad. Yeah. But it didn't come here. So it says it's on YouTube, Amazon Prime. Okay, so Prime. At a cost, of course, but... Yeah. Yeah. Well, that was fun. Yeah, if you guys have any of your own stories to share, feel free to call in at 305-814-7687. Leave us a message with your story. Absolutely. Or you can write in to paranormalpoorstories at gmail.com or you can let us know and we'll do a live with you and you can tell us your story in person. That would be so awesome. Yeah, I'm excited to hear about that. I want to hear your guys' stories. Absolutely. Yes. Although we do still have a lot to talk about. Yes. You and I. Yeah. So definitely subscribe because we have a lot more of our own stories coming up. Yeah. And make sure you follow us on Instagram because we're there too. Interact with us on there. Yeah. Everywhere. Paranormal Poor and... Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, TikTok. We're everywhere. So you can find it Paranormal Poor. My drink's gone. I know. Well, cheers, everybody. Hope you enjoyed. Bye.